Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly, an iHeartRadio podcast. I am so happy to be <laughs> back. It feels like it's been years. It, it actually has no, been. No, okay, we, we got to discuss what this topic. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Happy um, New Year. I hope everyone had a, an amazing Christmas, an amazing holiday with their family. I want to talk about this because you and I had this conversation briefly. Tanya said, I think she was trying to make a joke, but she was like, I haven't seen you in a year. I'm like, no, you've seen me in a year, but the joke is I haven't seen you since last year. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. So I haven't seen you since last year, but it's true. I haven't I haven't seen you in since last year. Right, but that's not what you said. Oh. <laughs> I still don't see the difference, but... I haven't seen you since well, uh, in a year would have been 365 a, days. Right. You're, that's what it felt like. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> so it was just a tawny exaggeration is what you're saying. It was. It was because I was trying to make you hang out with me because I've been home now for two days and I still hadn't seen you until now. Oh my God. I was sick when I got home and you would have thought that my boyfriend and I hadn't seen right. each Tanya other. Tanya is so good for us. <laughs> Listening to remind us, don't be like that to your boyfriends. And I am like that. I am not friends, only boyfriends. You know what's funny is I feel like I'm more like that with my friends and guys. Like I, I feel like when I'm talking well, to a guy, I'm kind of like, eh, I'll at see, least. I'll, what are you, what are your plans in two weeks? I mean, at least you're not doing that to guys because we, the singleness would be um, long term. I do it. I think I'm so annoying. <laughs> Literally, like at four o'clock, I'll be like. I haven't really talked to you all day. Like I talked to him two hours ago. But yeah. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I've just accepted who I am. <laughs> well, that's a part it. of it. I mean, I think Tanya's accepted that she is a little, a lot more needy than I am. And I've, ex- and I hope I that have she's accepted, accepted that, that I'm not. You are the farthest thing from needy. Yeah. And but I have a question for non needy people are needy people. Like, we don't really irritate you that much. You're just like, I'm not like that, right? No. No, I mean, and you I, tell me. Yeah. You're, you're saying, you'll say, Tanya, you're being needy. And I'll you be like, okay. You make fun of us. Well, like, we're not that irritated. No, no, no. Right? I mean, I hang out with y'all. and Well, you're not needy towards me, but oh, I mean, boyfriend. I hang out with her, yeah. <laughs> she, But uh, there are times where I'm like, Tanya, you're, you're being needy, or I am not as responsive as she wants me to be, and like it, it gets sensitive. So I have to, it's a, it's a strong part balance. Is, I have a lesson for all non-needy people who deal with needy people. If you just popped us a quick text back, like, hey, slammed at work, you're hot, we'd be good. Not me. Oh, I would be. I think I, that would <laughs> no. last me like five hours. Tony wants a full rundown of what I've done the last four hours. Well, yeah, I mean, and... I've been I've been out of town, and so we. I mean, we cut in touch a little bit, but like I, I yeah. pretty much we. You're my best friend. Like I know what you do. I know what you eat for breakfast every day. For God's sake. And so well, everyone knows. I've been away from you for so long that I wanted to like you know really catch up when I got home, and you right. didn't want to do that. Well, I just wasn't feeling well, and I felt like. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for your, like, this energy. I'm not feeling well. Yeah, I told her I was sick. I miss you. See you in two days. Yeah. Yeah. We have plans tonight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I try to, like, give her, uh, like, uh, some crumbs to, like, hold her over, but it doesn't always work out. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, I guess my thing was when I was home. So I went to Georgia for Christmas um, with my family, and then I went to Florida for New Year's 
Eve and everything. And that whole time, I mean, I really try to zone in on my family. A lot of time in the cabin, I left my phone downstairs and didn't have it. And I would get my phone and, you know, I'd have all these texts. But for me, it was kind of like a nice disconnect. Totally. I didn't feel like I told you I put on makeup one time to take family photos. And that was the extent of looking like a human being. I'm not kidding. I have never... My, my nephews were watching Trolls, and I'm like, that's me right now. Like, I haven't stopped eating. <laughs> eating. Well, I'm, like, so Southern. I haven't stopped eating. <laughs> I've had Whataburger, like, twice a day for seven days You've in a row. what? It's called Whataburger. Whataburger? Whataburger? What yeah. a burger. Oh, like, what a burger. Oh, I thought you meant, like, water. Whataburger. I used to call it that when I was little. You know what's so funny, though, is I had the exact same break, but I was... Like I didn't, I just didn't wear makeup, but I was like in the sun and like chilling. But we have to talk. You didn't go to Tahiti like you were planning on. This is true. This was, was dramatic. This was dramatic. Traumatic. Yeah. So the day before we were supposed to leave, um, I got hit with a really bad cold and I probably could have made the trip, but my mom got the flu. The ba- It's like going around and it's yeah. really bad. So we had to cancel our trip, which was so, such a bummer. Such a bummer. But um, your mom got insurance on it. So that's yeah. important. Smart, smart, smart Good mom. to know. Yeah, yeah. Always get insurance on the big trips that you plan. Um, So we ended up booking a trip to Cabo because she started feeling better like four days later. So our trip was just shortened, but um, we ended up going to Mexico. And then a bunch of my best friends were also in Mexico. Um, So I got to like spend time with my family and like live my life. And I'm telling you, in 2018, I'm going to live my life a little bit more. Do y'all like the holidays? Love them. Love them. Oh, God. I literally, the last two weeks, (sighs) I don't know what word will describe torture <gasps> hell oh no hell with really high moments which is hard for me i don't like a roller coaster so yeah. i had like a couple days that i was like this is the best day ever plummeting down like i don't like the boredom of it i don't like the slow pace of it oh. it makes me totally insane i thought i was just waiting for the second waiting for the second and then the second came and i still was feeling real angsty and wow oh, oh my gosh this is interesting that is so things interesting. took a turn on the third for the better and i can see the light now i'd like to know i mean that would be interesting for people to write in who oh, I, also oh, feel trust i googled it oh i googled like but i'm talking about our listeners i well, think that's yeah. something to talk about because i mean the holidays for me are like i get to see my whole family's together and it's like don't have to do anything. I can look yeah. gross. My mom takes totally, care of me. Totally. I felt the same way. For I like totally disconnected. There's like 4 million sites that come up immediately like getting through the holidays. Like really? they're really hard. I don't like that Well, feeling. I get it. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's like you're sad and there's like you don't have family or there's something I like that. that. I know I just, you have I know, all that. I, I, I know. It's just something about it. And it's dark out. <laughs> and I'm just like. And yeah, there were a couple days where I was like. You know, my head gets cuckoo. Uh-huh. My head, there's not enough happening. And for a person like me. Yeah, you're always go, oh go, God. go. It yeah. was rough. Like, I finally am starting to feel better. I'm still a little like. See, what's so interesting is I feel like I'm the same way. Like, when I'm back, when I'm home and I'm here, I'm on go, 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 go. And then the second I'm, like, turned off, I can just turn off. Yeah. And just, I- I'm telling you, it was like. I was living epiphany. My, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like what 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 did you do different that you haven't been doing that you feel like you were living your life? Um, I wasn't thinking about anything. Oh, see? Opposite. Literally couldn't stop thinking. Was reading articles like how to not think so much. Yeah, like I was reading oh. but like I I read a bunch of books. I just like mentally checked out and I wasn't over like um 
Uh, so there's a big group of us. There's like guys and girls, a bunch of friends. And this one guy that I had, I'd met him before, but I never really got to like really know him. And I was like, oh, I have a little, like, oh, I kind of have a little crush on this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe something's going to happen. Maybe something's not. He didn't end up kissing me. So clearly I wasn't interested, but I <laughs> moved on past it. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just, I didn't overthink anything. I just, was just having fun and um that's cool he yeah, was a, he was it, a Cabo crush Cabo crush. <laughs> if he continues he'll be Cabo crush Did you guys write resolutions because i think that was my other problem i'm so aggressively working on my resolutions and they're not working oh that, no. that um, was making me totally insane i haven't i have i actually wanted to talk about this because i this is how I feel in my head. I see everybody making these very specific resolutions, what they're going to change, what they're going to do better. And I think in my head, I feel like, am I supposed to be doing those same things because that's what everyone else is doing? Like, are right. these the things? I, do I really want to make these changes? Yeah, you because have to it ultimate, really want. Yeah. And so I started thinking about what are the things that I would like to do differently? I would like to not be late to everything I'm at, but I was already late today. So it's like, and that's okay. Like, it's like, you, I think resolutions set you up and then you fail and then you get upset. Like, you well, kind of feel like you disappointed he, yourself or something. Here's the thing on that. Do you hate being late or do you not really care? I think you do. I do. But I don't like. Because the thing I, I'm trying to fix, I hate it about myself. It's my one thing. Being late? Oh, no. I don't care about being late. Oh. Like, my thing's like, uh, that's not on my list because if I'm late, I'm late. If I'm on time, I'm on time. If right. I'm early, I'm early. I don't care. Right. The thing that I'm working on, um, that's my like main resolution. It's the thing that bugs me about myself so much, it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And now I'm aggressively trying to fix it. Supposedly, the internet said it will take seven years. Oh my! Seven years. Did you break a mirror? No, you have to, to change something <laughs> you about your personality. Gum? So really? Yeah, like I am inclined to be an overthinker, and I have like. I'll go to the dark place. Uh-huh. Like a negative thought will like pop in my head when there's no reason for right. thinking that. It just is the way my brain works. So I'm like aggressively working on that. And then when it's still happening, then you're more mad because you're like, but I'm trying so hard to not do this. Yeah. Oh, God, good luck to anyone trying to change something major. I think that what I try and do, and I'm, I think instead of calling it a resolution, you should call it an intention because I think like when you set a resolution, like you set yourself up for failure, you yeah. know, because you're not going to be able to switch something about yourself just like that. Um, I think what I try and do every year is takes a couple days to really like set your intentions, what you want to change, like the the big big ticket items in your life that you want to see movement in. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of pick words that I that I want to lean on for that year, like just words. So mm-hmm. like this this year I really my words are trust, um trust, loyal and unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And I always want to like think of those words when I'm like dealing with different things in my like life, love, family, friends, you know, all my yeah. relationships. Um and then I make and then I I really visually do it. I make a vision board every year. Yeah, we and had then, someone email in. I can't find the email right now, but they really want you to explain. Yeah, the actually, had a lot board. of people yeah, asking I, me. I how, actually had a lot too. I'm like, it? I don't know. Can you explain it? Yeah, it's actually really easy. So I mean, just set, take a day and like really, really like think about things about yourself that, and things that you want to see happen in the next year, so that you can visually put them on a piece of paper. So if that is, you know, a relationship, or if that's, I and mean, you have to be super specific, like go through magazines and rip out pic- pictures of people in love that you that you want to like emulate you know like mm-hmm. and rip them out if there's a career thing a career move that you want to make um if there's uh you know whether it's a step in your faith or something just whatever it is think of 
go flip through magazines and pull out pictures. I do a lot of words. So when I find words I'm flipping through, um, and then you just literally glue it onto a poster board. And then I put it in my bathroom so I can see it every day. Mm-hmm. And I swear it's really crazy when you put things down on paper and you're yeah. looking at them every day. It might not happen in the next year. So like you obviously, like you're saying, you don't, I don't get upset if something that I say I want to happen the next year doesn't happen. Right. But I've put things on my 2014 vision board that just happened last year. Yeah. So it t- takes some time, but I think like visually seeing mm-hmm. it and having it just like be in your daily reminder is right. such a powerful thing. I mean, I even had a goal setting meeting when I worked for Dr. Andrus in San Diego before I went on the show. And um, we would have goal setting meetings and he was really big on it. And I'd always kind of be like, like, what is this doing? And so I, I remember writing down my number one thing was I want to travel the world. So then The Bachelor happened. And then literally the next few years of my life, it's been like travel. mainly travel. And that's what I want to do a lot this year. And I, I really like think about that, how I put that down as something I wanted to do and like put it out there. And it was I like finally expressed it because in my head, I think I was like, how am I going to travel right now? Like, I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. I work in this you office. Nine to five job. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm a. I've never done a that vision one, I board. I just had but like totally... a aha moment mm-hmm. that like I think writing it down is kind of a good idea. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not even just like I want to travel. But like if you're trying to change something about your personality, writing down like I'm frustrated because mm-hmm. this is how, like maybe just yeah. writing it down and getting it out. Like yeah, I, I just know, get I buy it. just a ton of magazines and I just flip through and things that catch my eye. Like this is the craziest thing. So, you know, our friend um, Jen Searle. She made a vision. We did this like together three years ago. She made this vision board and she like ripped up like um, this beautiful beach, you know, photo that she's like, I want to go to a place like Wait, this. Why don't we just call her? Just call her and have her tell she, the story. She put a picture of this guy and this girl like kissing. She ended up mar- within the next two years. She ended up marrying a guy that looked exactly like the guy on her vision board. And they went on their honeymoon to, like, a place that, like, looked like on. I like that. And I'm like, I swear. And I swear by them, too. I've had so many things happen in my career that I put on my vision board that have have come to life. So I need to put a picture of Chris Hemsworth and his wife in, um, like, a hut in Bora Bora. Totally. Cool. Like, guys, like, if if, if you want your guy to be a good, like you were saying, David Beckham, if you want a family yeah. man, you know, like, you pick somebody, then that re- represents that and yeah. stick them on there. It's so funny because, you know, JoJo and I were texting and she was watching Old Grey's Anatomy and she was like, the way Derek looks at Meredith. Oh, and yeah. And I'm like, I know. I put Derek Shepard on last yeah, year. Yeah, he'll, he'll be on any vision board <laughs> I do for the rest of my life. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's Becca, Tanya, and Amy and Easton. <gasps> I know. <don't- laughs> the whole gang um yeah well we were we with the new year coming tanya we um prefaced that we'd be doing vision boards and a lot of people didn't know what a vision board was and tanya just used your um relationship and your vision board as an example amazing so we want to hear the story from your from your point of view okay are you ready to tell you now yeah we're ready oh cool okay (laughs) Actually, Tanya was there, so I guess this was like 2014, and we both like really mindfully wanted to create our like our vision board. So I took a lot of time with that. I spent an entire day, and I was really mindful about uh, the relationship sector specifically. So I broke it up into four four groups. So it was relationship, 
Um, spiritual goals, that could be anything including, like, travel and anything that's, like, self-care and feeds the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one was physical, so that was, like, workout and all, the, and all that good stuff. And then uh, the other one was, the other side of it was career, so, like, personal, um, you know, career goals and stuff. Um, so this, this specific board was really powerful because this is the one that manifested the hubs. <laughs> so um, I found a, a picture out of a magazine um, of this couple kissing, and I was like, this is what love looks like. And I put it on my board, and after I had been dating my husband for uh, my now husband, at the time after I'd been dating him for like almost two months, I looked at my board, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's his twin is on my board. Like Literally, literally, doppel- literally twin. Like oh, doppelganger. So it was just like an oh, my gosh, like holy, you know, I totally get it. <laughs> it's just like, it, I mean, he was like twinning right there on the board. So um, I don't know. It just really like I, I think, you know, the law of attraction is a real thing, and I think it helps like manifest things in your life, like love and health and spiritual goals, career goals, anything. I think, you know, it's like we're like magnets, right, our brains. So Yeah. Do you, did anything else you put on the board happen do you, yeah, that so you know? Yeah, it's funny because because that board was so powerful there because it was, you know, obviously the, the husband board, I, um, I saved it and I looked at it recently and there was a pyramid on there. Uh, it was actually, not a pyramid, a, um, a ruin from Tulum and that's where we went for our honeymoon and I was like, oh my gosh, we went to that ruin, ruin on our honeymoon. I didn't even know that I'd put it on there. It was just like a Mexico photo of like <laughs> a girl on a bikini like in front of the ruin. <laughs> wow. Oh Isn't that God. nuts? And then I saw, remember Jen, you like recreated the picture, like the kissing picture? No, I didn't recreate right, it. Right, right. You didn't, you didn't like, like, you didn't try to recreate it, but you guys took a kissing photo and it literally looked identical to the one that was on her vision board. Yeah. So I was like, I had the one on the vision board and then I found a photo on my phone of us kissing and I put them side by side. It like already existed. It was actually at the um, Disneyland that when we went to Disneyland for Christmas, it was so, it was so crazy. I, if, if, if ever I became a true believer after that, you know, that like, you know, this stuff is powerful yeah visualization tools are really powerful i agree yeah i mean i i'm excited to do the vision board now i think it's a fun like project anyway but i also think hearing stories like that and putting things into perspective when you put something down when you write it down when you say it out loud there is something to that Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and it's like it's essentially just like what are your soul's true desires and then putting them forward in your mind and then, you know, putting them there to see every day too. And that's the other thing is uh, right, mine right. was like behind my closet door. So I'd see it every day. So just kind of like, so I could put intention every day. Like, you know, this is, these are your goals, you know? And, um, it's funny cause now that I look back on it, I'm like, did I manifest him based on the photo or did like my heart, you know, already know that was coming and I just kind of put it, you know what I mean? It's right. Weird. It's like, how does it work? <laughs> right. Know, but... Was it the chicken or the egg? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, maybe my, you know, spirit already knew, like, he's coming. This is what he looks like, you know, and just that's why I picked it. But um, I love that. Yeah, it's really, it's really a cool thing. It's like, it's like, you know, the whole thing of like thoughts become things. So um, have you majors yet, Ton? I'm doing it tonight. I already set my intentions. Like I wrote everything down and um, I just need to like go through the magazines and cut it up and put it together. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do mine next week. So oh, it's so exciting. Well, it really is. Are you going to put your posters, Tanya, after you do it? I put or them in, me. I put them in my bathroom. So I see them every day when I like open my like bathroom drawer. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Or like the, yeah, the mirrored, the, like, yeah. 
yeah, medicine thing. Those are always really good. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to look at it every day, just kind of like, you know, re, re-engage your yeah. brain. I love that. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for calling and telling us the story. I love it. It's yeah. made me excited about doing one. Yay! Well, have fun and have fun doing it. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, girls. Right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. That's what I like to hear. Mm-hmm. That's positive. She's so happy. It sounds like a total pain in the ass to cut out magazine things. So if anyone's listening going, I'm not doing that. No. I, I'm with Don't you, listen girl. to I'm Amy's negative take on I, this. I'll write stuff and I'll think stuff, but I'm not cutting out and puffy painting. Well, however you want to do it. Okay. However you want to do saw, it. I saw a girl that did it, sent me one that she did it. I guess there's an app now that you can do it. The Amy. Yeah, there's some sort of app now. So she made it. She made a vision board on an app where she like just I know like how to use an app. I'm just gonna write stuff down and however you do it. I think there's like I said. I mean, mine when I did it, it was like in a notebook that I haven't seen since, and it was I didn't look at it every day. It was just written down somewhere. Um, but I I do believe in making intentional decisions. Yeah. I I've I haven't had a Dr Pepper in three days. I hate life right now, but like I'm getting through it, you know. I'm proud of you. And I know that somewhere beyond, you're just this, having withdrawal. This That'll hump, be fine. yeah, I will feel good eventually. And I'm not giving it up forever because I love it, and I don't want to give it up forever. But I've noticed that I almost can't function until I have a Dr Pepper. And That's I'm like, so crazy to it's me. It's so crazy, and it's so because I'm addicted to coffee. But if I don't have it for a day, like I'm chill. Yeah, I'm not chill. And I'm I gave up fast food. And I'm also not chill about that. Wait, like it's all I can think you're being about. So aggressive. Yeah, because here's my thought. I was like I can get this is like a mental thing at this point. Like do do I need am I hungry? Like do I do I need these things? Or am I just so used to them that it's comfortable? I think maybe if you cut down to like one Dr. Pepper a day, Mm -hmm. because you usually have three, and like one fast food a day. Mm, Every other day. But I also think that's what a lot of people feel they get this like insecure feeling about. I think I struggled with it too, is that it's like, oh, it's this new start. And it's like, okay, but I don't have anything specific. Like I remember going into the new year and I was thinking like, I don't have anything like specific and it's making me feel stressed or like not motivated I think if you gave yourself a day to like really think about it I think there's things that you I know I'm saying but I mean I could the thing is of course that's what the new year represents it's new it's fresh it's clean but at the same time if if it takes a few weeks to figure out what you're gonna do like that's okay too a few weeks Give yourself months. Well, yeah, months, year, whatever yeah, it is. Whatever. Depends on seven years. Seven years. <laughs> it's seven years to fully change something about your personality. So if you're like inclined to do certain thing, like go to the dark place for no reason. I also believe seven this is years my personal. Before you just go to the positive place. My personal experience, in my life, prayer. I know. Yeah. I totally agree. But like, I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying that so hard. But then I just go right back to the like dark place. How do you not do that? You just keep praying. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, like. And then do you pray to not go to the dark place on top of whatever you're like praying for? Well, you have to prepare. You can't just like pray. You can just pray. Sure, you can. You have to prepare. Well, prayer and prepare kind of go hand in hand. I don't have to prepare. Why do I have to prepare? Like prepare for what? Well, like, I guess it just depends on what you're like. If you're praying for like that job, you know, you can't just like sit there and just pray. It's like take steps to well, like. Of course. No, right. well, yeah, there's action. I'm just saying like mentally, sometimes you get caught We're up in your head. About, like everything's fine. And then I'm like, but it's not fine. Like, that's, but it's fine. 
I, I'm not kidding. Years ago, I'll never forget this. I think it was like 12 or something. I was in church and there were, we were talking, that was part of the message. It was talking about like how you can go into a dark place, even if everything in your life is going right, great. The evidence is all positive. Yeah. And I still can go to the dark place. And he was like, you know, sometimes you just have to like that, like that's the devil trying, like everything's great. So why wouldn't, that's when the devil's going to be like, I'm coming in to mm-hmm. like right. bring you down and get into your head and tell you everything's not great. Right. And that's when you just pray and you're like, Get me out of this. Get like me Jesus. Out. And I've told you. Do you know what's crazy? Me. I used to be a really anxious person. I used to really be like crippled by anxiety. You mean like me? Yeah. <laughs> no, like it was bad. And like ever since I started really like going to church and like getting like, you know, like recommitting to my faith, like I have no anxiety right. anymore. Or it can be the for whatever weirdest... people want. It could be like meditating, really sure, surrendering sure. to right. that, whatever yeah. it is. It's really been like a game changer. Like, do you think so I'm an anxious person? No. Um, so I wanted to talk about, so part of my new year's goals that I have come up with, and this has actually been ongoing for a long time, but I wanted to kind of change my, um, fashion a little bit, go a little more, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think I know what I like, but I wanted someone who's a little more like edgy and different than me to come in and kind of spice things up. Um, and so one of my friends had a, a friend who's like very stylish. And so she like went through and basically shopped for me and, or just was like here, put outfits together for me. And then oh, I just have to fun. like click on the links and go buy them. And one of the pairs of boots are from Everlane. Oh, no way. Yeah. Because it's classic. I know. That's why I think Everlane is so popular because it's really classic pieces that are n- never going to go out of style. Yeah. But there were these really cute little black booties. And I was like, I know all about Everlane. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah. And so for those of you who don't know about Everlane, um, we always talk about when you go into a store and there's like basic classic pieces and they're, the upcharge is so terrifying that you're yeah. wondering, am I buying something that I could get for way less? Um, something like so simple. And you're um, buying like a white t-shirt for $150. Yeah. Well, the example in here, it's like, would you buy a t-shirt for $50 if you knew it was only $7 to make? Yeah. Most likely not. Um, and with Everlane, they tell you what they have. What's the word I'm looking for? What oh. their cost is? What they paid for it. Yeah. So Everlane tells you what they paid for the product instead of um, just putting the tr- the price on there and not giving you any insight to what it really costs. Um so they um, are very transparent about how they buy the clothes, what they pay for the clothes. And it's all very classic pieces for men and women. Um, the guys' clothes are great. The girls' clothes are great. I have some T-shirts from them that I love. I have some sweaters. I have the bomber jacket. Oh, really wow. You're really stuff. doing it up. Everlaning it up. <laughs> Everlaning it up. Um, some of the essentials, they have the um, crew t-shirts with the little pocket tee that I have. Oh, yeah. That shirt's so cute. I know. I really enjoy it. Um, some of the other favorites, they have the cashmere crew, the um, box cut tee. They have the high-rise skinny jean, the mid-rise jean, the modern boyfriend jean for all the denim lovers. They have the um, they have flats. They have booties. Basically, anything you could ever want in clothing, they have it on the site. I need to go look at the high-rise skinnies. You need some new high-rise skinnies? I need some new high-rise skinnies. <laughs> um, and right now, if you order, you'll get free shipping on your first order if you go to everlane.com slash Becca. That's everlane.com slash Becca. Everlane.com slash B-E-C-C-A. Do you think Meghan Markle's, like, chilling in her Everlane in the uh, royalties home? 
for sure. What's that place called? West Kensington Min- Palace. Oh, Ken- what's Westminster Abbey? That's where they're getting married. Oh, okay. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're in Kensington right now. Yeah. Kensington Palace. I went to Kensington Palace by myself one time. I was in London. My sister was sleeping because of jet lag. And I was like, I can't go to London and not see any of like the historic sites. Do they let you in sites. or you can only go to the outside? No, no, no. I was just, I, I'm standing on the outside. I have a giant Chargers uh, puffer jacket on and I'm holding an umbrella and I asked the stranger to take a picture of me. So it's just me outside. I'll try to find it. So they don't let you in like the White House? No. Okay. Well, I don't know. I didn't try. There were guards out there who didn't yeah. laugh. Yeah. Tours. Like, what do I know? They might. I don't know. I'm just trying to be a positive thinker. I like this. Yeah, we'll try to get into Kensington Palace, let you know how it goes. Um, I f- We're about to get into emails, which is one of my favorite parts of us doing the show. Same. And I love how much y'all care about emailing us your problems or anything you need advice on i get so many tweets and messages about what is the email like i have i need advice on something (laughs) makes me feel like very qualified and i don't know if i am totally (laughs) this one girl messaged us and was like 911 and no it's not you guys aren't doing a podcast for a while but i need your help Wait, what did it say? Uh, I can pull it up. Oh, I can't remember. I feel I like we're helping because those who cannot do teach. That is what I say. Yeah. I mean, we're doing a lot of teaching. I'm very torn on this one. Read this one. Um, so this is from Jill. Oh, yeah. Look, advice needed, please. And she sent like a, uh, like a, I don't even know what that emo- emoji SOS. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is from Jill. She said, hey, Becca, I recently ended a relationship with a guy who I dated for three years. We broke up because I was having trust issues with him and he refused to ever let me look at his phone. In the end, I could tell he was hiding something from me and it came down to me telling him that he could either show me his phone or we were done. He insisted that he wasn't hiding anything, but still refused to let me look at his phone because he said that that was none of my business and thus ended our relationship. For reference, I'm 22. Oh, boy. So my question is, do you think you should have ever have the right to go through your significant other's phone? And if so, what circumstances do you think this would, would be warranted? Sincerely, Jill wow, from Los this Angeles. this is actually a really interesting into topic. This. I'm going to start with my personal story. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you have something <laughs> to speak to this. So Robert and I, um, we I don't even know how long we were together at this point. Oh, and a year. What? No, not a year? No. More? No. Less. We were like not even fully together for a full year. Oh. <laughs> this was like a few months into the into the relationship. And um it, you know, it was my first serious relationship and so I think I naturally had just like trust issues in general. And Robert's like so good looking and so many girls are interested in him and his job is traveling with these like beautiful bikini right, models. Right. So it took some moments for me to and I still struggled with him throughout a relationship but um we were in the car one night and his friend had text I I was like playing the music from his phone in his Mm -hmm. car and his friend texted him something sarcastic to me about me and so I was like oh I'm gonna respond to him and then the phone locked and so I was like oh what's your passcode and I was like cat I didn't I'm not someone who looks through someone's phone right that's like common to right I was like what's your passcode and he was like I'm not giving you my passcode. And I was like, ding, ding. Like, that's Was he going to let you text flag. the friend back before the phone locked? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Because okay. I was like texting that's with him. That's important information. Yeah. That's important information. So you were in the phone. I was in it. Okay. Yeah. I was playing music. And I, like I said, it's not like I was, I was like on the music app and then his friend texted. And so I, I went back and forth with him for a little bit. Um, 
like laughing, telling Robert what I was saying. Right, right. 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 So he he like didn't give me the passcode, and so we kind of got into an argument about it. And I was like, I I have not done anything that would show you that I was had any interest in going through your phone. Right. Like you go on trips with these other girl. Like I think we're past the point of me not trusting you in that, but that raises suspicion that you want to give me your passcode. Yeah, and I also think it kind of is weird because. I mean, obviously you guys were just dating, but when you go further down the line and you get married, like you have each other's passcodes to everything. You do? No, you don't. Yeah, I think so. You don't. I think so. You don't. All my married friends have each other's passcodes to stuff. Mm -hmm. I need your passcode for the Netflix. I need your passcode for this. Netflix is so different than your phone. So anyways, he he ended up like after he could tell I was upset, he was like, here, this is my passcode. I'm like, no, I don't. I mean, at this point, it's like we're not. I'm I'm already mad. Right. <laughs> like yeah. you giving me your passcode at this point means not nothing helping to me. The situation. So like I was mad. I mean, we went we went our separate ways, and then we ended up meeting up the next day. And he was like, you can literally go through anything in my phone. And I was like, it's not that. I have no desire to do that. But it was how quick you didn't want to give it to me. But maybe right. he was. And- do- I'm just playing devil's advocate because I really want to like try and work through this. Yeah. Maybe he's saying like, I need my passcode. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, in the same, he's like, I got nothing to hide, but why do you need my passcode? Because well, I need to get in your phone to finish texting your friend. But it's such a benign question I that I like feel this like it's so when weird. When that happens to me, oh, can you type in your passcode? I don't know. Like, a passcode, some people are just, like, weird about it. Like, I don't really give out my email password. Yeah. Not that I have anything to hide in my email, but it's like, you're not really supposed to just float those things around to everybody. Right. And But I don't take, Robert is, like, the most opposite version of like malicious or whatever want to hurt me of course so for me you know once it came looking back at it now I'm like I I don't know if it's just a knee-jerk reaction of I don't know what it was but it it ticked me off I wouldn't like it either interesting I I don't think I would care yeah well that's that's what the conversation it's like that's why it's so interesting I don't think this girl should have broken up with the guy I would have the passcode if she said it's me or let me look at your phone well, no, like, she said she was having trust issues with him, and then he didn't let her look at the phone. But maybe on know, principle, but said, he's saying, if the only way I can get you to trust me is by having you have the ability to go through my phone, on principle, he's probably like, we got way more issues than this phone. I mean, I'm just saying, my ex-boyfriend gave me, I had his Facebook password, I had his Gmail password, I had every single password. I can't remember why I need, I feel like... I don't even know if I asked or if he just gave it to me, and I never looked through any of it. Like, I checked his Gmail, I think, once to make sure he got some email from, like, my brother or something. Yeah. I, I never looked through any of his stuff, but the fact that I had it made me feel, feel secure. secure. Yeah. But I think that's just a total false sense of security. It may be, but everybody has something. Right, but I'm trying to say in the bigger picture for everyone listening, like, I think it's okay to have some privacy or things that are just your own even if you're in a relationship i don't know i'm i just think in a relationship it should there should be a level of trust and openness that someone having the passcode to your phone doesn't make me trustworthy i think that's where i'm at with it me having his passcode him having mine is is a false sense of security but if if someone said to me she said it came down to me telling him that he could either show me his phone or we were done you gots to go you gotta go no, he needed to say, you got to go. Oh, because, see, I totally disagree. Because it's so violating. At, 
on some level. Why is our whole relationship determined by whether you have my phone or not? And so he might. I, I'm, I don't I'm know because to me it's like so simple. If you don't have anything to hide, it's like if it's come. If you're if there's that is if there's that much insecurity with just the phone. Here you go. But it's Look not at it. with the phone. That's well, what then you, you move on to the next issue. Right, because I think this guy knew we've got problems and I'm going to give her my phone today and tomorrow it's going to be the next thing. The next. They already had problems. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I'd like to like ask around. This is just my personal thing on it. Easton's married. Easton, what are your yes. thoughts on this? Uh, um, my wife and I have each other's passcodes. But and do you look at her phone? I don't look at her phone. But that right. doesn't matter because they have each other's. I'm with you, Easton. I'm I, with I, you too. I think when I, I get married, her. I'm going to. That's no. just the type of relationship that I want. That's because the type of marriage that I want. And I want so much trust and faith and security that I don't need the passcode. That to me is the ultimate win. And look, he'll probably give it to me. I don't care. I don't want it. He can have, he can just have my phone. I don't care. But what I'm saying is, like, I want it to be so much beyond that that it has nothing to do with a passcode or an email password. It's not about that. Well, that's the so, ultimate passcode. It's the passcode to the heart. Wow, Easton. Yes. more than just a four-digit code. <laughs> right. I think the goal for me would to be so trusting and have faith because you, you can have the passcode and worry about 412 things. It's a Band-Aid. So what if if you're, like, if you are constantly looking over and he's texting or emailing and you see a girl's name keep popping up, it could be just his friend or whatever. Right. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to be so, I want to be so past that because when I go to the dark place, like I'm her, what's her name? Jill. I'm Jill sometimes where I get like anxious or worried about something and I make it up in my head. And I think if I don't keep that in check, it's super frustrating to the guy. So I think that you got to just be like, because every time I ever do that, the answer is always nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, we we've like, discussed this, and this actually has nothing to do with the passcode. This is just letting letting her see the phone. She wants to dig through the phone. She wants to go through the phone, right? And I think that he's like, if you need that, what are you going to need tomorrow and the next day and the next day? It's just bad path. I don't know if you got anything from this, Jill. I'm kind of in the same boat with you because I've had a similar. I mean, I've that has been an issue, and I would I'm I would like to have the passcode. I don't need passwords to everything, but I would like to say I wouldn't like there to be any drama if I needed to look at something like get something in his phone and it not be this huge thing. But the good thing about different people is different opinions. Yeah, I want to have. So much calm. Cool, That's what we all want. Collective. But we're all and humans. We all have social media. It's just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just feel like it's such a bad pass. She's going to look through the phone and see some <laughs> random photo. And then she's going to be like, what is this? And it's just, oh, Pandora's box mess. Um, So this email, actually, I really like because it's actually something I've kind of been dealing with lately. Oh, which. The Brittany from Brittany about following unfollowing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it says, hi, Becca. I just recently went through a breakup and wanted to hear your take on this. Do you find that when you break up or stop talking to a guy that you are pretty serious with, it makes it easier to unfollow that person on social media? Not to sound cre creepy, but I noticed you and Robert don't follow each other anymore, but are still friends. Why? Do you still find yourself looking at his page often? Does it make 
things easier or harder? Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks, Brittany. So Robert, when we decided to end things, he unfollowed me. And I was kind of in a place where I wasn't sensitive to that. I I was sensitive to him unfollowing me. I remember this. But I was like, you know what? After thinking about it, it was like, okay, if this is what he needs to do to move on, then that's totally fine. I get it. So I haven't really had any issues. I like still followed him, kept all our pictures up. And I plan on keeping those up because they're memories to me and they happen and they were very fond memories. And Mm -hmm. it's not something I want to delete out of my like Instagram memory or real life memory. Mm -hmm. Um, And just recently, I noticed that every time he posted a story or anything, it was the first one that popped up. So like if I was watching stories... His was the oh. first, like it would always be like in the top. Right, so like right. I couldn't avoid it. And I noticed I would, I like find myself watching them and thinking like, oh, I wonder where he is. Like, is he there with mm-hmm. someone else? And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't think I, I like I always said, I, I'm not going to, it's going to hurt when he starts dating someone else. And I don't like to be in that mind space of wondering like, who is he with? What is he doing? And so not seeing that on a regular basis, I think has given me more like, peace and not made me feel totally i think when people um talk about like how it's so dramatic and like oh you know unfollowing is so dramatic i i'm like i get it i think it's so hard to like constantly be seeing your ex just being bombarded on your feed you know what i mean and it's like you're not asking for it it's just popping up and maybe it is a little childish maybe it is a little you know catty but i think it's like what people need to move on you know yeah i I always thought it was a bunch of hooey like when somebody would tell me don't look, yeah. you know, unfollow. I didn't follow the person or whatever, but they'd say like, don't look. It really does help. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 it doesn't. Yeah. You're full of it. And then finally, the 30th time the same person said it to me, I finally was like, all right, fine. Oh my God, it was life changing. Yeah, I mean, it really, I think it's like out of sight, out of mind. That's what I was just going to say. I think there's something so true to that statement. Yeah. It's like, well, then you begin begin to be able to like actually figure out what was really mm-hmm. good and bad and really happening mm-hmm. instead of this sort of wacky Instagram fake world yeah. of whatever people well, do on there. And like for mm-hmm. us, it was like we we ended things for a reason, but the reason wasn't because we didn't like each other or care about each other. And so I I still like. As soon as he starts dating someone else or I see it because it's I know I'll see it just because, of course, I will. Um, it's going to suck, but I don't want to have to I don't want it to just be in my face constantly. I just realized something. Yeah. What? It's the same thing about thinking positive because seeing something takes you to the dark place of make believe. Mm hmm. Like with Instagram, when you're like, oh, look, they're so happy. Yeah. We don't know. We don't yeah. know what they really are. Right. So it's Instagram's the same like, thing. Instagram is tricky. It's sometimes very much make-believe. Yeah. I mean, the best thing I ever did after I broke up with my ex-boyfriend was to, like, defriend him, unfollow, because he's private on everything. So I, like, physically couldn't even look if I wanted to, you know? Like, sometimes I've wanted to text someone I I was into that, like, things ended and I still had feelings and be like, can you block me so that I can't see you? Yeah, like, like, please mute me. That's dramatic. Yeah. Don't ever let me text you again. Just... (laughs) end it for me it'll hurt it'll be a little bit of a dagger but it's best for me you'd be like wow you're more psycho than i thought can you please block me 
blossom. Yeah, I'm all, hey, this will be my last text because I need you to block me. Oh, yeah. I had to give the phone number. I had to get, physically delete his number out of my phone so that I would stop texting him. And I gave it to, like, a girlfriend of mine so that I had it in case of, like, an emergency. <laughs> but I was like, I have to delete it because I can't oh, have it in my phone. Have any of you ever Googled, and obviously I have, how to know if you're blocked? No. <laughs> okay, no. Well, I'm not alone because... Four bajillion sites come up. And like, I can know I'm not blocked and still Google and go like, how do you know if you're not blocked? How do you know? Oh, yeah, There's tell like us. 50 ways to know. No, it's, so, it's my darkest secret. And I just revealed it to you guys that I actually know. I've been blocked. By who? Oh, please. Like, we all don't know who blocked me. He would text oh. me that he was going to block me, and he would let me know when I oh. was unblocked. And people wonder why I'm damaged. <laughs> like That is so... Yeah, that's kind of dark. I told, <gasps> I told Tall Jeff that story, and he was literally like, that's the most hideous thing I've ever heard of in my life. Like, oh, he blocked your number. Yeah, and he would tell oh. me, I'm blocking you until I deem you worthy of being <laughs> unblocked. Wow. And I was... That's wow. And Tall Jeff was like... That is not acceptable. Like, that's so... And I know. And now I'm free. Oh, my yeah. God. That's called freedom. Such freedom. Um. So, Brittany, to answer your question, I think that if you're having a hard time getting over someone and it's hard for you to see them or know what they're doing, it's not... It's, it's fine if you unfollow them. But you know what? It'd be pretty badass if you didn't. Okay, oh, you just said you deleted God. everything. I know, but I think it's like, Brittany, I'm just saying, if she can handle it, Brittany, I think it's pretty she, badass to just kind of be like. Uh, what she can do is just get off Instagram for a while and not look, so right. then she doesn't have to right. until the pain is gone three years from Brittany, now. Brittany, if you need to unfollow him, unfollow him. This advice is weird. <laughs> Sorry. but like I understand what Tanya's saying, though. She's saying like a baller chick yeah. just goes, I don't Well, care. that's what I did for I'm a while. I'm not that girl. I'm not that girl. I was just self-admittedly, like, I'm not. I did that for a while. And at some point, you go like... I if wish you, I was if like you move, yeah. oh, But if God. you're the one who was, like, broken up with or, like, you still harbor, like, serious feelings for someone... <laughs> Same girl. You're not... It's like... You can only be so like badass and not follow. So, uh, no, Brittany, unfollow him if you need to. In 2018, I'm gonna be a badass. Like the fact that everything Tanya literally in almost the same breath says, "I deleted everything. Right. I deleted his number from my phone and gave it to someone else." But it'd be pretty cool if you didn't unfollow him. Because it's true. I wish it's like one of those things. Like I know my I know myself so well. I know what I can and can't handle. Then what makes you think this year you're gonna be different? I can make steps to. To try, cause like seven like, like years, this, like no, like this, seven years, no, right, like this guy that I started my Cabo crush that a crush mm -hmm. on a Cabo, uh, I would have been like so bummed that he like didn't make a move, you know. But 2018 badass Tanya was like, mm, okay, you probably didn't like him that much. Well, I mean, I liked him enough. I'm just saying, like, I, I sometimes I'm so unemotional that like. I sometimes wish I could feel like yeah. that I care that much. That's a really interesting question. Would I rather be you or would I rather be me? Who's right, just right. a puddle of emotion and like, I like you and I care about you. And like, can you please text me back? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though you've texted me 18 times today. I just need one more. Yeah. Like I'm pretty content being like totally emotionless and stuff. But there are times where I'm like, well, it'd be nice to feel that like giddy excitement or like right. that like... Goo goo gaga eyes over someone. I, I just want to say really quick the the last 
young lady I dated before my, the one that's now my wife, uh, it was a really, really bad breakup and she gave me the greatest gift. She wiped her internet footprint completely. Like she is not on the internet at all. So I could not look at her. There's no Instagram. There's no Twitter. There's no Facebook. There is <laughs> nothing. That was like she the most. Into the, she like, like yeah, yeah. She in the witness protection, protection program. I honestly like I thought about hiring a PI just to see if she's still alive because I'm I'm a little concerned. Wait, that's so wait. Crazy. That was like very selfless of her to do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't that know. seems I'm, sketchy. I don't know. I don't think she did it for Easton. <laughs> no, no, she uh, yeah. like she may have had some legal problems that she was trying to escape, but like yeah. Easton, uh, were just, you like involved in the law back in the day? <laughs> She's uh, in witness protection. Easton has like a badass. And if eyes. she's in witness yeah. protection, you won't find her. Yeah, no, it was it, it was wild. Like there'd be times where like I was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what Veronica's up to, and like I would just give her a Google, and it's nothing. Nothing. It's just completely wiped. Wow, no. that's so, interesting. Yeah, so what? you know, get you get you a girl that can do both. That's all. <laughs> Disappear when you wanted to. You know what's Did scary? Did Easton kill that's her? Scary. Do you guys know what LinkedIn is? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know? Unlike Facebook, that if you like stalk somebody on LinkedIn, it just tells them they know. Yeah, I did know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now I know, but still, oh, that, well, that was a that was a tough one. Yeah. Because like the whole premise of LinkedIn is like to connect and you know, like on Facebook, you can look at somebody and they don't know. Right, 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 right. Praise. I mean, yeah, I. Th- it would be so nice if everyone could just wipe their. Uh, Footprint. Footprint clear. Really help everybody. But, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't help them. Then you're still friends with their friends, and then they get married, and you're watching all the wedding photos. And, like, oh. wow. wow. This seems like a, like a, oh. um, something that Tanya's been through. It's tough. I feel you. Yeah. It's um, tough. One of my New Year's things that I'm going to focus on this oh, year, yeah, I've been so lazy about, you know, like we've talked about this a lot about how much I don't like dating. And I still don't like dating, but I think to get back into the swing of things, because nobody does, I'm so stuck in this like content state of mind of being single, and to the point where I don't, I like have no desire to go out. Like people are like, well, you could get a free meal. Like, nah, I'd rather post me. Like, me are you too. Me? I hate. That's like my number one thing I hate. Oh, when people say dating. It's like a free meal. No. I'm like, yeah. I would rather pay ten times the amount yeah, of my meal I, than I sit pay, through a bad date. I pay for mine and his <laughs> to not to have, have to have a, have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll keep going. Um, so this year, I'm just like, if. If I meet someone that I even have remote interest in and he's like, hey, I'd love to grab dinner. I think I'm just going to be like, yeah, why not? I love it. This might happen like two times then I'm done, but I'm like open to being more open. Open. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Yep. So that's that. Um, (laughs) And throw that checklist out the window. I was also trying to figure out how do I like make myself more emotionally available to people. But then I decided that's not something I really want to change about myself. I don't think. Yeah, don't. And I'm. You don't want to be like me. So emotionally available, and I'm not going to change that either. No. Like it's. it's, I don't have seven years. You know. Yeah. It's like you can't change that. I'm trying to make small tweaks. Yeah. (laughs) Because Tanya, you're not going to change. No, and I'm very like I'm fine being the way that I am, but I definitely think that I've grown a lot in the last like five years in terms of um there's a difference between the way that I am emotionally and the way that I deal with relationships my relationship like past relationships used to like fill all of me does Mm -hmm. that make sense Mm -hmm. and I'll never give that to any relationship moving forward ever again well if you think that I I gotta be honest like and then they show up and you're like wow no because I think you make the I think you've made the decision like I 
am okay without myself and anyone I meet from this point is going to add to me, not like fill me or complete me. Totally. I also feel like if you tried to be like emotion, like not emotional and like bad and like cool and stuff, it'd be so So weird. Yeah. It'd be weird. I'd be like, who is this imposter? Right, yeah. right, right. You just be playing a part and yeah. then eventually yeah. you're gonna show up. Like I'm totally the girl that like makes baskets for my boyfriend when he has like a big test or something. Me too. And I'm I, like, here's highlight new highlighters, same. new index cards, here's some of my favorite coffee, here's like your favorite soup. I don't do that, but I'll I'm not afraid to write a text that's nice. Yeah, I like gestures. I don't play hard yeah. to get. It's like if I gotta do that. Mine's not playing hard. Mine's like lazy. You're not because you're not playing hard to get. This is the whole thing I've learned. <laughs> if you're playing hard to get, you're playing games. You just sort of are how you are. Right. You're just right. You're just get. Like, uh, when I was coming back from Mexico, I like I just was I was missing you so much that I was like <laughs> I almost texted you to be like, will you come pick me up at the airport? Because I just like wanted <laughs> wow. you. and in the in the same exact thought, I was like. If I ask her, she's literally just going to send me an Uber, so I'm just going to Yeah, I would really be like, I'll be right there in a white Prius. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the license plate number. (laughs) He'll bring you straight to your door. Where, like me, I, like, would be first one at the airport. You'd be like, send me your flight information. Yeah, I'll make sure that I'm parked and at the gate. Well, is that not the truest sign? Because I'm thinking right now of who I would pick up at the airport, and it's, like, one name. That's it? Yeah. Everybody else is getting a town car. <laughs> I think I'd pick up One my name. mom. Like, and my mom and dad, and I think that's all I would do. No, I wouldn't even do that. Oh, my gosh. Town car. I love picking One name people up. I, would I hate L- LAX. Is any other airport I'd maybe consider? LAX right, is Burbank. like. I'm talking Burbank. <laughs> but I'd be there an hour early with bells on. Ready. Uh, bells on? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a thing. I'd be there with bells on. I wanted to read this email, Amy, because I think this is something I dealt with in college and also something that I know you've dealt with forever, pretty much. Um, It's from Kelsey, and she said, Hi, Becca, Tanya, and Amy. I recently started listening to the podcast, and I'm loving every episode. Thank you. I'm a junior in college and have never had any alcohol. I'm underage and have not ever wanted to go out of my way to drink or go to parties, even though all of my friends do. I heard Amy say that she hasn't ever drank alcohol either, so I'm curious about her reasons why she hasn't and if she's ever been in a situation where she's been pressured to. I'm going to be studying abroad next semester, and the drinking age is lower, and a lot of my friends have told me that the only way I will meet people is going out to bars or clubs. It makes me nervous to be in a situation like this because I don't like to see people intoxicated and don't think I'll be able to make meaningful connections if everyone around me, if everyone except me is drinking. Mm. Do you have any advice? I sure do. What was her name one more time? Kelsey. I emailed Kelsey back because I got the email and I wrote her back. And here's what I say. It's really long, boring why I don't drink, which we could talk about another day. But what I told her is I've never been pressured ever. And I was in a sorority and I went to Cal and Mm -hmm. I've I've never been pressured, not in high school, not in college, not since, nothing. Mm -hmm. Number two, I told her to go to the bars wherever she's going. I don't know where she's going for her semester abroad or whatever she said. Go, go, have fun. Order a water, order a Coke, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Remember a few weeks ago when we talked about like- How you approach it. I've slept with yeah. five people right, and I right. have blue eyes. Yeah, That's how I've always been about I don't drink. Mm-hmm. It's never been a thing and it's literally never been a thing mm-hmm, right. because it's never been a thing. Yeah. I will say I didn't drink until I don't think I had my first drink until I was 23 and I in college 
uh, I went to school for a year and it was a very small college town and it felt like all anyone did was drink and go to the bar. And I hate, I mean, I, I still don't really like going out, but, um, being like the only sober one, I totally feel you because in my head, I'm like, Oh, I'd rather be at home with my friends, like watching TV or something. But I knew that I was a minority in the sense that I didn't like, not only did I not drink, but I didn't like being out in the social scene. Right. Um, but that is where everyone like that is the the way to meet people as far as like if you're out and about and there is it comes with a certain confidence about being confident in the decision of not wanting to drink that if you want to be in control it's very easy for someone to offer you a drink and say I'm good and not make anything other than I prefer coke or I prefer water and not make it seem like because I always approached it more from a judgmental standpoint when people would ask me it was more like no I don't drink and kind of made it like probably made them feel bad about themselves and I highly don't recommend that yeah, right no, I agree and I'm around people that drink all the time and I I'm happy you drink drink up right totally it's like I'm fine with that <laughs> I've I, never dealt with the drinking but I mean can I say drugs <laughs> I've never done drugs neither have I and I feel like yeah. I, I was around that in college a lot you know yeah. and I was never like it was a decision that I made just because I just didn't want to do it and I was never as the same way like I was offered tons of it right and I was always like no I'm good yeah and it was and never a thing do not care do and not it doesn't care. but it, and it also doesn't make you better than them for not drinking like you totally. not drinking doesn't make you like a better person it just means you're probably more in control and don't feel terrible the next day but totally as far as like you know it, it's all about the decision you make you said what were you gonna say uh, i've never drank either and uh i want to give her a drink tip for going out to a bar and not making it a thing <laughs> there's a drink called the ocho cinco it made it was made popular by chad ocho cinco who's on the cincinnati bengals it's Cranberry juice, Red Bull, and a little bit of lime, and it just looks like a regular drink. Oh wow! Oh. And it sounds like a drink too. Yeah, yeah it's, I would it like an good. Ocho Cinco. Yeah. I, I drink Ocho all the time, and no one ever gives me any grief. So uh, there, there you go. go. I mean, even like a nice little soda water with lime. Yeah, classic. Um, but wow. I do want to say that's the like all of, all goes back to just being confident in the decisions you make and what you like and what you don't like and being okay with it. Yeah, and not saying it like. I don't drink. Oh, like me, right. I would yeah, be like, that, "Sorry, that is, yeah. I'll pray for you." Right, right. <laughs> While you're on the bathroom floor tonight, flash forward a few years later, who's on the bathroom floor? Becca. Who's praying for me? Okay, so we have a new sponsor on the podcast, and I'm very excited about this one. It's Bowl and Branch, and it is sheets for your bed. And you had me at sheets in bed. Nothing. Nothing makes me happier than getting into my cozy bed with cozy, clean sheets. Honestly, I love True. it. And you love it. I love it. I love a good night's sleep. Um, Yeah. And I feel like during, you know, the new one of the resolutions everyone should have is getting more sleep. We spend a lot of time on everything else and we sometimes neglect ourselves by not getting enough sleep. And all you really need for um, the best night of sleep, in my opinion, are good sheets. It's so true, though. Sheets make such a difference. I, I know. don't think you realize. I know. I just recently slept in a really weird place a couple nights ago, and <laughs> I had the worst night's sleep because the sheets were so, like, stiff. stiff. Like when you go to a hotel and they're, like, stiff. Stiff and, like, like, scratchy. Yeah. And I just couldn't wait to get home to get in my nice sheets. Well, everything Bowl & Branch Branch makes from bedding to blankets is made from pure organic cotton, 100%, which means they start out super soft and then they get softer over time. So it's not like they start out stiff and you have to wash them a few times. They start out soft. It just gets softer. It just gets better Mm -hmm. with time. 
Um, so you buy directly from them. So you're essentially paying wholesale prices. So um, sheets can be in the thousands of dollars range. True. And I've I was recently looking at some and I was I called my mom and I'm like, Are, is this normal pricing for good sheets? Yeah. She's like, yeah. And it's, it's like hard expensive. to justify spending that much on sheets because you're like, seriously? Yeah. Um, but Bull and Branch sheets are only a couple hundred dollars. Everyone who tries Bull and Branch sheets loves them. That's why they've had thousands of five-star reviews. Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Fast Company are all talking about Bull and Branch. I love and Fast Company, by the way. This is really good. Three U.S. presidents sleep on Bull and Branch sheets. Wow. But we don't know who. We're going to have to find out. We're going yeah, to find out. I'm so curious. I feel like Barack Obama is going to be one. I really For do. For sure. He seems like he'd like a good pair of sheets. Yeah. Oh, shipping is free. Um, so, yeah, shipping is free. You can try them for 30 nights. And if you don't love them, send them back for a refund. Tanya. I, that's my favorite thing. Loves a good money back guarantee. Because it's just like when you do that, you're telling your customers that you're going to like this product. So we're not worried about you sending it back. Totally. There's no risk and no reason not to give them a try. To get started right now. Should, wait, did you find who? I did. I did. That was uh, President George H.W. Bush. President Bill Clinton and President George W. Bush. Oh, oh I love the Bush. Come on, Barack. Oh. What? I do too. I love the Bushes. Too. I know. They're so cute. Come on, Barack. <laughs> we gotta get Barack some. Maybe we'll send. Should we send him some? We'll give him a discount code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll tell him he can use them for thirty nights. And then if you don't like them, send them back. Yeah. Um, to get started right now, my listeners will get $50 off your first set of sheets at BowlandBranch.com. Promo code Becca. Becca. Go to com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Promo code Becca. Becca. Once again, BowlandBranch.com. Promo code Becca. Becca. <laughs> um, it feels so good to be back. So good. And you know what's coming back soon, too? <gasps> Grace. I've been watching so many old episodes. Me, too. I, yeah. It's just so good. The old episodes are so good. They are. They really are. Well, and wait, we have to explain that on Monday, we're going to have another new episode. Oh, yeah. And is it your intention coach? She's an, my accountability coach. Accountability okay, coach. I am so, okay, so we have the podcast today is a rare Thursday podcast. Rare. We just couldn't wait to get back to y'all. But I we just, you know, back. we had to do the podcast so that Becca would hang out with me. Yeah, we literally set this up so Tanya and I could have some QT. Um Anyways, Monday, we are back with a new episode again, and Tanya's accountability coach, who we've talked about a few times, Teddy Mellencamp, is going to be on here, and she is probably going to have some words for me. 100%. I feel like, I feel like subconsciously I knew this was going to happen, which is why I started eating healthier. <laughs> I'm scared of her a little bit. Can she help with my positive thinking thing? Uh, that's not what she does. That's not what she does. But I do have to say, she's very like straight shooter. She's to the point. Right, like I try and I was like trying. If you ever try and make an excuse with her, she's got. She's just got something to say All about right. it. She's so, also on the Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, and people really love her. Like I've been tagging her in some of my like Instagram videos and stuff, and they'll respond. They'll be like, she's my favorite housewife. You do work with her, and I'm like, yes. She's now, she changed me. Is she she's married? Housewife. Yeah. Is she married. She's married. She has kids, and she has her own business. Like so she's, she is a housewife of Beverly Hills. Yeah, her she's dad like, is the guy that sings "Little Diddy." Yeah, about Jack and Diane. John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, which I think he right? dropped the Cougar. 
Is he John Mellencamp? Yeah. First he was John Cougar, then he was John Cougar Mellencamp. Don't call me Cougar Mellencamp. Like he's oh, it's yeah. he's had a few name changes because I'm old. But she's just like the reason why I really like like her a lot is because she kind of she does do it all. You know, family, badass, kick-ass job. Like just, I don't know. She just cool. And I've actually never met her in person. So. Whoa! Oh, no way! So you just do it on the phone. Yeah, I did text her. <gasps> Wait, oh this God. is so fun. Yeah. So you're gonna meet for the first time. First time. <laughs> That's exciting. I'm like eating kale and water and exercising all But this is the best weekend. thing. So she'll, Becca posts something, because she knows Becca's my best friend, so she like stalks and she- She um, follows me to keep tabs on Tanya. Yeah. So Becca posted something about we were at McDonald's or I can't remember what it was. It was, uh, it was well, it was after the AMAs and I was like, let's get in and out. Oh yeah. That's what she was all, you better not get yeah, in Yeah. She texted me. She's like, you better not be eating. <laughs> Whoa. Why can't you have in and out once in a blue moon? Come on, I don't Teddy. know, but she ruined my in and out because Tanya got like all nervous so like i didn't get in and out that night either no i wouldn't have gone either way she'll pop you a text like and you kind of look like where is she yeah, where is she oh my God. yeah and it's always through my like it's like because i'm always talking about it if she's with me she's scared yeah she's but she's like she's really victim. changed a lot of people's lives like it's really crazy that the testimonials are like well bring it teddy we need help i know yeah. i'm excited i'm actually very interested in talking to her yeah all right. Well, we are going to wrap it up. I want y'all to continue emailing us. We love your emails. We try our best to help and give good advice. You don't need your boyfriend's passcode or his phone. Stop. Yes, you do. You might, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, our email is scrubbing in at iheartmedia.com. And please send us your best and your worst problems please yeah we want to hear them um happy new year everyone go make your vision board write down your intentions if you don't want to cut things out get the app you know (laughs) i'll bring my vision board on monday yeah cool um okay so you want to call time of death i'd love to thank you first one of the year (laughs) time of death 5 20 p.m